coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a conversation about the great and sometimes not so great outdoors. I'm your host, Jody Gruen, and we do this for fun. Hi, it's Jody, and today we are joining you again from Theaterworth Park. So if you hear the joyful, gleeful sounds of children or bikes screeching or um, maybe someone in some gravel grinding, um, that is what you hear because we are here right by the mountain bike trails of Theaterworth Park. Or coaches. But yeah, we're hearing some coaches right now. Um, anyway, so we are here at Theo, and I'm going to start with a question for you, dear listeners. Um, that question is, have you ever experienced the power of a chance meeting? You never know where it might take you, and this particular podcast is a real-time result of a chance meeting. You will experience, in this podcast, an idea exchange that was unlocked by the single question, do you have a podcast? Um, so for ideas to intersect, people have to intersect. And I was lucky enough to intersect with this wonderful individual. Um, I believe that people come to our life for a reason. And if you believe that too, you might want to listen up here because this podcast might just be specifically for you. Our guest might have come into my life for you. Today we're talking about healing and transformation. We're embarking on a journey into the realm of holistic healing and nature's incredible power as a healer. Caprina Brown, welcome to We Do This For Fun. Thank you, Jody. It's a pleasure to speak with you and be with you. I'm glad that this is happening. I won't go into the details of um, our last scheduled podcast, but let's just say my calendar uh, did not cooperate. Um, Anyway, so I am wondering if we could just kind of start out with you telling us a bit about what you do. Um, What you do specifically is like a practitioner of the art and science of healing and awakening. Okay. Is that too deep to get started? Well, that's I mean, you said you're pretty deep, so (laughs) let's go for it. Let's go for it. Well, that's my favorite topic. All right. But before I even go into that, though, I want to say I believe in divine timing. (gasps) You do. Completely. And so... If we miss a, a, you know, a time that we set up yeah. and then we have to set up another one, I'm fine with that. There's right. no, no mistakes in my book. All right. Yeah. So divine timing and chance meeting, we've got two things going for us. That's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do and what, what is this business about healing and personal transformation? So I'm an energy healer and a personal process facilitator. Um, but I practice a body of work that's really specific and very effective. It's called Brennan Healing Science. And it takes years of training. It's not, it's different than Reiki. You know, I think, I think a lot of people have heard of Reiki or had Reiki and Reiki is beautiful energy work. I kind of think of Reiki as like, if you were in medicine, like a general practitioner, you can do a lot as a general practitioner, but if there's something really specific, like you have a tumor or, you Mm -hmm. know, something, you need surgery, you go to a surgeon or someone who's specialized. Mm -hmm. So the work that I do is more like specialized energy healing where we can work very specifically on a specific issue. And the issue is usually threaded through your life in every, Mm. you know, holographically. So if it's an issue about um, getting your needs met, 
uh-huh. you know, how to, how to speak the truth of your needs, that's going to be showing up in your throat somehow. And it's going to be threaded through all of your relationships. It might be threaded through your job where you can't ask for a raise or say what you want to do. You know, I think you get the picture. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. 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 So, um, we are, well, I guess I should say I work from the model that we are multidimensional human beings. Okay. And that actually our our whole universe is kind of multidimensional. So we have the core of who we are as our, as like really the foundation and the primary, it's, it's our essence. We have something that's unique in us that wants to create and express in this life, you know, through our relationships, through our work, through our time alone in nature. Um, but there's ways that we block that expression. And so the other dimensions are the dimensions that are like a little bit, they feel a little bit away from the core. So there's the dimension of our intention, our purpose, our intention and our purpose. And that's the first place where we can stop or block the full expression of our creative core. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a spiritual part of us. It's a unique, connected almost soul part of who we are and intention is the first place where its expression in our life gets distorted when we're at cross purposes with ourselves like Mm. oh my god I totally want to you know talk to that person but I'm afraid that I'm not good enough and they won't like me Mm -hmm. so there's cross purposes that's a split intention and that's where our creative process first gets blocked and then the next dimension of our being is our personality. And that it corresponds to our energy field. I work with energy fields that are measurable and that exist, you know, in our bodies and around our bodies. And our personality is where all of our cultural training and indoctrination is, our religious indoctrination, our family rules about what's okay and what isn't okay all of our limitations and our limited concepts of who we are and all of our memories you know from this life and beyond exist in our in our energy field and so there's all kinds of places where we have blocked the expression of our core essence because of our limiting beliefs about who we are you know, and what we can do. And so the energy work and process work that I do helps to release these blocks and free up the creative process. And then that trickles down into the physical body and looks like health for most people, not always. Not everybody is meant to be completely healthy. They may have a task that has to do with having a body that isn't fully, you know, what mainstream would call health but they're here to teach something or they're here to under you know share something or understand something or play a role because of their difference you know maybe a disability maybe a a disease they're here to to help teach us about you know something like that so so we don't know what health is but health is not just physical health it's spiritual mental emotional health as well so as we clear out i don't know if that's the right way to say it but remove or open the blocks in our intentions the splits in our intentions and the blocks in our energy field which is our personality and our beliefs then we free up that core essence of who we really are Mm -hmm. and it expresses in our life and that's why I wanted to talk to you because (laughs) in nature nature is an expression of the core of the I mean a tree is a tree 
it doesn't have an ego. It doesn't have limiting beliefs. A tree is a pure expression of this of that creative life force and every tree is unique you know the flower is a creative expression of that creative life force there isn't a block in nature so when we are out in nature we can connect to our own essence because we're with all of these living beings you know the grass the trees the mushrooms Mm -hmm. you know we love mushrooms Mm -hmm. i know the flowers you know the birds the sounds we can connect with our own essence because nature is really a pure expression of essence so is that why we You know, we get those experiences and we have those health effects when we're in nature because we're accepting it for what it is or? Well, accepting it for what it is. I think it's more like you're resonating. It's a resonance, you know, because from my perspective, everything is energy and consciousness. Even the physical world is infused with energy and consciousness. It's measurable. Mm -hmm. Quantum physics tells us that. So, oh, you're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a dimension beneath, you know, like like atoms. You know, there's space yeah. in the atoms, right? There's energy and consciousness in even in like wood or you know or whatever. So I'm not. I don't know the science, so I can't really elaborate on that. I'm not a physicist, but I know quantum physics says the world is not solid. You know, it's vibrational, and so we resonate through mm-hmm. harmonic resonance, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like how t- a tuning fork can help another tuning fork mm-hmm. and they resonate together. So when we're out in the natural world, we can resonate with what's natural in us, which is really our essence. Oh, that's... Does that make sense? Yes. And I like yeah. that tuning fork analogy because that makes, that to me makes a lot of sense. Okay. I have a lot of questions um so maybe the first one starts with why does it seem like so many of us have disconnected from our essence or you know like what why does it seem like so many of us need what you have to offer wow well I can only speak for myself I or you know I guess I can speak as someone who has 20 years of experience working with people too um I would say we have a limiting belief of who we are. You know, and that's what we're here to to remember mm-hmm. in a way. You know, we're here to have life experiences that that I mean, I come from the position that every life experience is pregnant with soul. We can find through anything beauty within us, through a difficult challenge, through a beautiful hike, you know, through a podcast, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, through a synchronicity, you know, a chance meeting or Mm -hmm. whatever. There's, there's something there that we are connected to. You know, it's really our belief in separation from, from the, the goodness and beauty in ourselves and in life that, that, that limits us. And so chance encounters, nature walks, and everything in between has an opportunity to remember that we are connected to all life mm-hmm. and that there's, there's a freedom and a wholeness within us that, mm-hmm. that the outside world hasn't mirrored to us or shown us. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been shown like, oh, girls don't do that. Right. You know, right. boys don't cry. Right. You know, that type of thing. Those are all the limitations from the, the mind, yep. the level of the mental level. And I would say just like family beliefs and cultural beliefs. Like what is a man? What is a woman? Mm-hmm. And the whole point um, 
of my work and the school that I teach at is to question those beliefs, to start to question, like, who, who am I really? Am I that belief? And who would I be without that belief? So with this, is this in terms of the work that you do? So I know that you do both energy work. And then is there a component of like classroom or talk therapy type work? I mean, how does it how does it work? Could you maybe share, yeah. you know, what you could expect in like a session? Yeah, yeah. So so I do, I do two things. I okay. guess I didn't say that at the beginning. I do two things. One is I have a private practice okay. where I do I combine energy healing hands on. It's 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 like like Reiki. It's you put your hands on the body and around the body in the energy field and the levels of intention. But it's also connected to personal process work, which, mm-hmm. you know, kind of loosely it would be like the therapy part. But mm-hmm. I don't counsel. I okay. don't take the position of an authority who knows more about you than you. Mm-hmm. So because energy blocks are consciousness, there mm-hmm. are thoughts, feelings, unfelt emotions, pain that we've avoided, um, limiting adjuncts, you know we have to go into them and bring awareness to them. Mm-hmm. And so the the process part is where we get very present with where you are sensing the issue in yourself. It's usually somewhere in your body. So like if you come to me, you're like, you know, I've had this cold and I can't really recover from it, you know, and I, and I might ask you, well, what's going on in your life? Well, my husband and I are kind of like fighting, you know, or, you know, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I just moved and I haven't settled. Like we'd kind of look at like, how is that kind of, th- what else is happening in your life? And then we'd get really focused on, well, where do you feel that in your body when we, when you talk about it or presence it? And then you would, you would notice it because I'm tracking you. I am energetically connecting and feeling mm-hmm. you. And that amplifies your experience of yourself. And you can sense into yourself better when someone else is also very attuned to you. There's a lot of attunement and that yeah. creates a lot of safety and a lot of presence. So it's almost like as a, as the, the, I'm like the lead energy. So I get really present and slow down and focus with you on where something is alive or living in your body, which is part of your energy system. And then we go toward it by getting curious about it. We're not there to fix it. We're not judging it as anything wrong. We're just moving towards the thing that we don't want to move towards. Mm -hmm. But when you go with a guide, I'm like the guide on the side. Mm -hmm. And I go, let's let's get curious about that. Is there an emotion there? Maybe a word will come to your mind. You know, we just get curious about what is here. Maybe you see colors on your screen and whatever whatever comes to you, I trust that. So it's like I trust my clients that they're going to show me and lead us into the core issue and its resolution. And it will come. It comes every time. So it's a feeling that you can actually trust yourself. And you get that by, like, I'm trusting you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm helping you learn to follow what your system is asking for. And I use my own intuition and my own ability to read your energy field. And that's something that, that I learned at the school that I teach at now. So that's the other aspect of okay. my work. If I, if I may just yeah, please, talk about please, that for yes. a moment. So, I, so the Barbara Brennan School of Healing is an energy healing school 
and a school of personal transformation. You can become a professional healer there, and you can also go for your own personal healing. You don't have to become a, a, a energy healer, but it's a four-year school. It's a trade school. It's registered in the state of Florida, and they have branches all over the world. So I, I have taught at the school for several years, and I'm now the dean of the first year of training here in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're bringing the first year of training to Minnesota for the first time. It's a, it, the school's been around for 40 years, yeah. but now they're changing how, yeah. they, how they do it. It used to be like one location in Florida where people from all over the world would come for the training. We do these intensive training weeks five times a year, and then you go back out into your life and do your practice and your homework, and then you come back and do another week of training. So. At that school, we, learn, we, we help people discover that you can actually read energy. You can get attuned to your own intuition and your own ways of knowing beyond your normal five senses. Your normal five senses can expand and perceive more subtly. And that's, that I use that skill that I learned at the Barbara Brennan School mm-hmm. as well as... Um, well, just that the skill and ability to attune with and read someone else's field and to adjust my own energy field to support you and to help you stop blocking or defending mm-hmm. with your energy and allow your core to come through. It's, it's a liberating feeling. You feel seen and met and free. Mm-hmm. You can actually be who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the school, we, we teach how to, how to develop your intuition. We teach you how to, we basically train you in becoming a healer. It's a four-year process. But, but you don't have to be an external healer with an office. You become your own healer. We focus on healing you and visiting all those places in yourself that are asking for attention and love and presence and acceptance and wanting to transform into who you really are. So there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of safety and holding. Yeah. It's it's a great school. Um, I, probably some of the listeners have read Barbara Brennan's books. She's, she's written three books. One is called Hands of Light. The other one is called Light Emerging. And then her newest book, which, she, which was published before she passed away, she's passed away recently, was called Core Light Healing. And so her whole body of work is um, explained in those three books and that's usually what draws people to come study at her school is they read it and go oh my god I want this for myself is there a place where I can learn this so this is fascinating to me because I come I I believed that you were born with a gift yes like I feel like that has kind of been the um the narrative that has been shared that you get not not everyone can be a healer Um, In this way, you could maybe go to massage therapy school or you could, you know, like um, learn aromatherapy or, you know, you could do learn those kind of more tactical kind of things. But that energy work and that kind of a thing was something that was um, only available to people who had some special gift. That's not true. Not true. Okay. so we all have a gift. The, The gift is who we are. That's, that's the unique expression of who we are, and we all have a gift. And literally, the work at, that I do with people one-on-one, and then also the process at, if you attend the Barbara Brennan School of, of Healing Training, is to uncover that gift. And that is what brings health, 
that is what brings deep personal satisfaction and meaning and that is what the world needs so we, we call yeah. it like you have a personal task and you have a world task so your personal task is to uncover that gift and then your world task is to give it away share it with the world and we all have one and it doesn't have to be being a healer at all yes you know I mean that happens to be my gift which which surprised me (laughs) I was very surprised you said you were a teacher before I was a teacher yeah and but I I I worked part-time as a teacher and I was really into um uh studying um the ancient texts of India, the ancient languages of India, Sanskrit, I've studied for 20 years, and mystical languages, oh mantras, meditation. I wanted to, I wanted to know God, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think like we all have this part of us that wants to know the answers to the big questions in life, the existential right. questions, like who are we and why are we here? And, you know, what is this longing for love that I have? And, and it, it's something that's beyond humans, you know, like really exploring that. But I, I got diagnosed with... Um, a disease that Western medicine can't really help. Um, I don't have it right now. It's gone. I don't know what happened to it except for... I love these stories. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I have a story, but it's... I literally experience the light of, of the divine within my whole being completely penetrate all the wounded places in me, hmm. and it, it healed me. It completely hits it's who we are and that's why I'm a healer because huh. we all have this perfect wholeness that's perfect love it's beyond human love you can bring it into human love but it's beyond that and it's perfectly whole there's nothing missing and when you feel that we all have that in us it heals everything everything and I got that somehow. I, it was my intention to find that. And so I was looking for it before I was diagnosed with the disease. Um, but it was the diagnosis that scared me and said, mm-hmm. okay, now I have to get serious. Like yeah. I thought I yeah. was serious. Isn't that always, but I was yeah. like, now I need to really, like, I don't have anything to lose now. Right. You know, because if I don't really throw myself into exploring my own consciousness and my own whatever, you know, um, I will have major health problems, you know, the potential is there. Um, so that, that the worst thing was that diagnosis at that time I was 31. What happened for me though, Jody, was the worst thing turned out to be the best Mm -hmm. thing. It was the best. I mean, I remember feeling so much despair, which I'm sure everyone feels like if you're diagnosed with cancer, if you're diagnosed with a degenerative like Parkinson's or, you know, a disease that you're like, oh my God, like you just get completely, the initial shock is so, it can be very, very, um, there's a lot of grief, you know, and a lot of fear. And I, I experienced that. Um, but there was something in me that wanted to use that experience somehow to find my wholeness, whatever that meant. And so it was the worst thing, but I'm 52 now. I'm healthy. I'm leading a healing school, yeah, you know, and, yeah. in Minnesota, and I have a thriving practice. And I get to take, I found my gift, and I'm still finding it. And that's the thing that brings me the most pleasure, is helping others find it. But, but sometimes it's through something that feels like the worst mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so I guess, you know, like we kind of we used to joke about it um, on one of my teams that we're tour guides through hell. You know, <laughs> like bring us your hell. Bring me your hell. Yeah, you know, bring yeah, me the worst thing. Yeah. You know, you bring your worst thing to, to our session because that's the thing that's going to bring you your healing. Right. And you know what? I know that territory. 
you know, like that a real healer has traveled through their own mm-hmm. inner Hades, you know, yeah, going through Hades yeah. and going through hell, or that's not quite the right way to say it, but just going through like the hardest thing, right. you know, your deepest, darkest shadow pieces. And that is where you find your gifts mm-hmm. that have been buried and that want to come forth. And it's not as scary as the mind thinks it is. Okay, so do you actually have to be in complete and utter hell no. before you? <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I know I I think that you know a lot of a lot of self help and stuff talks about you know you get into your deepest, lowest point, and sometimes that is the moment of clarity that you have that you no longer want to live like this. Um, and I know that I probably haven't gotten to my deepest, darkest point, but I have had p- points that have been like, I no longer, like I'm changing, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm changing this pattern, I'm moving in this direction, you know, whatever. How do we tap into the moment that feels bad, but maybe isn't the worst, that we can like maybe not have to go to the deepest depth to actually, you know... Heal. Heal, yes. Yeah, well... You know, for anyone listening, for you and I even right now, yeah. the, the, what I would recommend is just become present. You want to just move. I hope nobody has to go through a giant, you know, scary, hellish experience to find healing. You can, you know, I, you can find, I guess any point in, your, in yourself can be an entry point into healing. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, the biggest deepest thing that mm-hmm. brings you the most pain that's not what I'm saying it just that just kind of how it happened for me yeah yeah but um anything any 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 experience can take you into that healing so let's say you're just stressed out mm-hmm. you know are you feeling nervous or anxiety I would just invite you to get curious and move towards it because what we tend to do is move away from discomfort yeah. do everything you can yeah, to get to away from that it. pain yeah so you want to be your befriend it mm-hmm. and so you just want to acknowledge I'm uncomfortable or I'm feeling anxiety or I'm depressed you know whatever you don't have to even name it just like something's not right you know and acknowledge it and just move towards it that's that's really the beginning and put your hand on your heart, mm. you know, somewhere, somewhere on your own body, you know, and just take a breath and connect and acknowledge there's something here and just be present with it and breathe. Mm. And that that's enough. Yeah, actually, because all the problems come from us wanting to not know or connect with those places. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a giant, scary thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so just bringing, moving toward the thing that you want to move away from with gentleness, with not forcing, with no forcing current, but just with curiosity and with with acceptance in a way, like non-judgment. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to judge this or be harsh about myself here. I'm going to just touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you'd put your hand on like a, a hurt child. You know, they scrape their knee and you just put your hand there and just say, it's okay, sweetie. Mm-hmm. You know, and give them a little hug. Like that, that actually brings an enormous amount of healing to mm-hmm. a wound, you know, to a child who right, scrapes their right. knee. And we can do that for ourselves. You don't have to know what it is, you know, but just coming towards ourselves with the intention for self-acceptance and love and being with what's here. Powerful healing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're speaking about power and things that a person might do to help heal. Could you tell us um, about how you bring the natural world into this? 
Yeah, I love nature. So <laughs> totally love it. I love that we're sitting at Theodore Worth Park looking at trees and people biking. Um, your energy field has seven seven levels to it. And each level of your energy field corresponds to a personal need. And I find that you can get most of those needs met in nature. Hmm. So the first level of your field corresponds to your physical body and the sensations that you feel. And on that level, we have a need for physical health to move our bodies, to Mm -hmm. feel the pleasure of moving our bodies, Mm -hmm. to have lots of uh, physical comfort, you know, and pleasure. And why would you not do that in nature? I mean, going out for a walk by a lake, you know, you're moving your body. You know, you're, you're getting exercise, blood is pumping, but the first level of your energy field is getting nourished by that as well. The second level of your energy field is about your feelings about yourself. So when we're out in nature, we can get quiet. We can be with ourselves, right? The mind can settle down, and we can be with our thoughts and our feelings. I, I remember you were saying you like to be by water. Mm-hmm. You know, I do too. And water is emotional. So you know, like you walk around one of the lakes and just have that heart to heart with yeah. a good friend. Yeah. That's the second level of your field. That's like you're 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 exploring your emotions. You're kind of thinking through them and then feeling them. Yeah. I mean, I know like if I need a good cry. I'll go walk at one of the lakes by myself yeah. and just kind of let it flow. Water stimulates that. And that, that supports health on your feelings for yourself, like how you feel about yourself and your life and pers- just personal feelings. The third level of your field is your mind. You want to clear your head, get outside, mm-hmm. right? Out- fresh air and sunshine clears your mind at the mental level of your field. And then the fourth level of your field is all about relationships to the other. And so going out with a friend, relating with a friend in nature, it meets that need, our need for healthy relating and fun, you know, with others. And also relationships to all of nature, like loving like the mushrooms and, you know, foraging with friends or, you know, mountain biking on the trails or... Like, I love kayaking. I was out kayaking the other day. You know, I'm not planning on being with people, but we had this giant rainstorm, and Mm -hmm. it was kind of cold. So everybody who was on the lake got out of their kayaks and went in the water because the water was really warm. So we're all kind of at this little beach with our heads popping, you know, up up to our our neck in the water, and our head is the only thing popping out of the water. And it ended up being this very social, fun 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 thing. Yeah, Yeah, but it really, I didn't realize. I was like, yeah, I was kind of, I hadn't really talked to anybody today. You know, and I'm like, wow, that really met my need to just, like, talk to strangers. And we were in this shared experience, like laughing at the rain and, you know, get being in the water and the fish eating our toes. And, you know, it was just really oh. fun. So that, you know, but the, yeah. the, the biggest thing, um, at least for me with nature, is that it connects us to something greater. You know, the, when you're when you the, the higher levels of our energy field are the levels five, six and seven, which is like divine order and divine precision, which is like those synchronicities that happen Mm -hmm. or chance meetings or just how things line up that we don't try to do, but that happen and that make your life amazing or or rock your world or whatever it is. So that level and then the level of awe and ecstasy, which is the sixth level of your field. We all need awe and ecstasy, which is feeling connected to something greater than our ego concept of who we are. 
What does that mean? That means feeling one with the universe, basically. Like, like, or can are bigger than just Jody or just Caprina. Yeah. So, for example, I was out at Arches National Park two mm, years ago. Yes. Okay, I was with my best friend from college. Kathy, Kathy, if you're listening, hello. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> and we were out watching the night sky. You know, that's one of the dark sky places yeah. where there's no lights and you can see the Milky Way and meteors and it's beautiful. And it was so dark that we could not see without the flashlights from our phone because it was a new moon. There was no moon. Mm. Okay, so we're laying on these rocks with strangers with and blankets because it was cold. And we're looking up at the sky and she says to me, you know your problems just feel so small. You know, your, your life just feels so small when you're, when you're looking at that. You know, we're looking at the Milky Way and like mm-hmm. we got a couple of shooting stars went by and we were like, mm-hmm. wow. And, but you, she was expanding into like, there's this vastness, this vastness that's bigger than our little human selves mm-hmm. that we're part of, we're part of this universe. You know, so when you like expanding beyond the ego means our, our limited sense of our personality and our, our little life, which mm-hmm. we're all living and there's right. nothing wrong with that, but we're also part of this greater cosmos and nature connects you to that. And that experience with Kathy at Arches watching, you know, on, on a dark night watching the Milky Way was profoundly connecting to the universe. It was the experience of awe, which mm-hmm. is which takes us, it like opens us to a vastness that's inside of us as well as outside of us. Right. And that that's a that's a need that every human being has. Some people experience it through look into the eyes of a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Some people experience it through like choral music or any, t- any you know, spiritual Opera, music. Like Opera, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but nature, the natural world is the, I think, one of the best places to expand our sense of who we are and belonging in this universe. And then the, the, the last level of your energy field is the seventh level of your field, which is divine mind, which is knowing there's a bigger purpose there's a bigger plan working than just my plan my Mm -hmm. my small caprina plan of what what i want and when i want it and how i want it and what i think and i'm gonna make it happen why isn't this happening right now yeah i have that going on (laughs) yeah totally i'm one of those people but but that's part of my work is to lean back and and I know this because I'm older now. I mean, when I was younger, I tried to make everything happen and nothing worked. But when I could <laughs> surrender, <laughs> when I could oh sur- my gosh, surrender totally. into, you know, there is a higher purpose and a greater plan. And now that we're older, you know, when you cross 40, I don't know how old you are, but I'm over oh, 40. I'm, so. I've crossed 40. <laughs> <laughs> I've crossed other ones. <laughs> you cross those big, you know, milestone birthdays. But you've had enough life experience that you can reflect and go, you know what, there's, some, there's, a, there's a moving hand through my life. There's an invisible hand moving through my life that's connecting and bringing experiences like I was saying like that disease diagnosis had a huge purpose in my life that I couldn't see when I was 31 but I'm 52 now and I see it I mean it made me a healer mm-hmm. and I got I get to touch humanity in ways that I never thought I would get to and be led into the most intimate parts of somebody's life and just share that with them and help them really feel their own wholeness and more of who they are. And that's, that's the greater purpose. And nature helps you to connect to that as well because you can see, you know, you can watch a garden grow, you know? And in the beginning, it's just like seeds and, yeah. and dirt. 
you cannot make seeds grow. Right. Okay, you can nurture them and give them water and fertilizer and sun and talk to them, but there's a mystery unfolding. Yes. And we cannot control that. But that's the divine, like the higher, I don't know if divine is the right word, but the higher consciousness and the higher unfolding that we need to know that we're part of, mm-hmm. that satisfies a need in us as human beings, our need for the, the mystery. I know, I w- that's know? what I was just thinking is... Like when you leave for a couple weeks and you go home and you look at your garden and all of a sudden the tomatoes are huge or like the beets have actually, like you can see that they're coming up out of the ground or you have gone and looked at mushrooms and they were just so small a couple days ago and now they're huge. I mean, yes, absolutely. Yeah, just, the, just like, 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 how does it happen? Yeah, like like the program, you know, like there's, so, yeah, it's, it's happening outside of our ego's control. And our own growth in life is also happening yeah. from a deeper part of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that brings up for me a question around like kind of rituals. Like we just gave some examples of ways that we might feel the mystery. Are there other like kind of rituals or things that, you know, maybe I haven't thought of? Because growing actually, you know, does really resonate with me, like seeing things come out of the ground. Um, you know, I think of like things like solstice or... Um, like a sunrise or, you know, coffee in the morning, you know, and think like ritual kind of things that can connect me. Um, And it doesn't even have to be nature, but I mean, are there ideas that you have? I mean, I know we all need to come up with our own, but ideas for kind of rituals to help people get a little closer to that. Well, I love your ideas. Oh, okay, I mean, good. I, I was going to say, those are great <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I, I agree with you that we do need to kind of find what works for us. Right. Um, but I would say find a time of day uh-huh. where you can get quiet. Okay. And for me, when you said sunset or uh-huh. sunrise, that is my, one of mine. Okay. Like, I go out in the morning and I just, I'm quiet and I'm, I don't listen to anything on my, you know, no podcast or yeah. music and I'm just quiet and I walk at one of the lakes and then I sit and I just mm. sit sometimes with my eyes open. Sometimes I meditate with my eyes closed. I used to, I'm a lifelong meditator, but I mm. find now that I can meditate anytime. Like my ritual is like to walk and be quiet and just listen, just listen to me. Like prayer and meditation and rituals are about listening just being present Mm -hmm. so if a sunset moves you do that yeah yeah you know um if having coffee on your deck in the morning and smelling the dew on the grass and you know or or petting your dog you know and just kind of just those moments where you're not doing you're just being I think that's important. So even when you talk about ritual, I would say ritual moments of being rather than mm-hmm. doing, really. So yeah, almost any time that you feel like you're not doing something, yeah. like you're just there experiencing just there. a moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, there, rituals, I love ritual, I, but just in this moment talking to you, to me, that's what calls me to say mm-hmm. is to just notice that you're present now. You know, and there's so much here now. Yeah. 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 Even just the way the light shines through a window can really bring you present. Oh my gosh, totally. You know? We yeah. have this bowl in our house that has all of the, and I, a friend of mine gave it to me so many years ago and it has just like teeny little mirrors on it almost like I can't remember what the, the art form is where people use like just little teeny mirror tiles and it's just a small bowl and when the light hits it, 
just perfectly, all of a sudden it's like this little lights like shining, just like reflections shining through through a room. And it and then you can move the bowl and then all of it, you know, and that is a moment of awe like for almost everyone in Absolutely. our family. Like, oh my and it's God. just like like yeah. oh my gosh, the lights <laughs> I mean, I have goosebumps yeah. as you're talking. Yeah. Because it's like a like a sparkle moment. Yeah. And where the light. Yeah. I mean, wow. And it deepens for me, too, because it brings me back to a friendship that is no, no longer deep. You know, it, it's a it's a, a friendship that I'll always probably have and consider. But it's, you know, it brings me to a moment in time of someone that I really love, too. So it's even connecting, you know, a thing with a human. So I'm thinking of these levels of consciousness. That's right. And um, that's like, right. and maybe that's why it's even more powerful for me, you know. So thanks for all that explanation. <laughs> um, OK, so in terms of, like, you know, because we talk about nature and we talk about the outdoors in this podcast, um, not exclusively, but a lot. And so I'm wondering if you or people like practitioners like you conduct or do anything in nature, like specifically outdoors, and what something like that might look like. Well, you know, that's a great question, too. One of my colleagues used to do something called healing in the mountains. He was a mountain climber, is a mountain climber, and has climbed mountains all over the world and um, t- took people out. In the mountains. And he just called it healing in the mountains. And it was just being present and being out in in that space and the thin air where your mind gets quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what he did um, other than that. But it was just like, let's go out in the mountains. And he called it healing in the mountains. Let's be present with whatever comes up when we're here. Let's be in the vastness. And there's healing potential. And we'll let it unfold while we're here. So a lot of us don't plan. We kind of go, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. And, And then something always happens. Yeah. You know, that, that's trusting that. So when you're talking about outdoors, I don't, I haven't actually organized anything out, okay. outside um, just because the nature of my work is personal. It'd be like, you know, having a massage outside. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's not yeah. a massage, but it feels a little weird. But there are tons of healers that do things with nature. Yeah. I, I was just on a cruise <laughs> last weekend with a bunch of healers that went on a cruise and huh. did you know did you do what cruise people do no, or did you do what no, healers it was, do it was a river cruise and he, there were, I didn't I was a guest I was not a part okay. I wasn't a practitioner I wasn't in my practitioner mode but they were just exhibiting their work oh, on okay. a boat and some, somebody gave a talk about intuition and you know they're just kind of like yeah let's we're all healers let's yeah. get together on the boat and watch the sunset and yeah. eat and float on the water and, yeah. do, and talk about what we do but instead of doing it in a in a room conference room yeah let's do it on a boat yeah in Stillwater and so that's what they did it wasn't my idea but it was that was wonderful too so I don't have anything specific that I do but I know that lots of healers um that's their unique gift Mm -hmm. like I said my friend who did healing in the mountains that was his gift um have ways that they bring the natural world in absolutely okay perfect um the next question I have is around um, natural elements like plants, minerals, crystals, all that kind of stuff. Is that all for real? <laughs> what do you mean for real? Well, is it, well, I guess anything is real if you perceive it being real, correct? Sure. I don't say, is it true or real? I say, is it helpful? all right okay all right I like that answer I like that answer so I use use um crystals Mm -hmm. um not not all the time but I have a couple that 
Um, Could you just explain crystals to us? Because I think I've pretended like I really understand, but I can't, I really don't know if I do. There's a great book called Love is in the Earth. Okay. That, that explains the consciousness and the power of every crystal that I would refer anybody interested in crystals to read. I don't know if I can say that on a podcast or not. Oh, yeah. It's called Love is in the Earth. Um, so I'm not an expert on crystals. I'll say that first of all. Okay. But every crystal has a consciousness to it and a vibration and that they have healing properties, you know, because like we were talking about harmonic resonance, uh-huh. like the tuning fork, yep. so a tuning yep. fork can tune another tuning fork. So a crystal can help us connect with that particular vibration. Like I love rose quartz, pink quartz. It's also so beautiful. It's so beautiful, yeah. but it's the, it's the level of the heart, you know, and right now there's been so much pain in our world with wars and family splits and you know there's just a lot of relational trauma that's happened Mm -hmm. on earth that rose quartz is a very soothing healing vibration and so sometimes I'll just sit it on the healing table when I'm working with someone or they'll hold it in their left hand and that will you know the energy can kind of flow through their hand up into their their heart Um, but it's it's just about the, the vibration and the frequency so when you say explain crystals to us no, 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 I mean, I think that's, that's a good, that's a good explanation. There, yeah. There are some crystals that will hold energy and you can like program them with a certain consciousness. And so I have those, that's, wow. yeah, I have, that, that's like clear quartz, clear quartz crystals. You can, you can clean them by putting them in the sun or soaking them in salt water, which I prefer sunlight. And then you can program them with vibrations that are healing and then use them for healing. So, like, you would program them, and then you would use them with me, yeah. potentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, fascinating. Yeah. So, you can be, and the, the it, this isn't, I mean, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it, the whole, it isn't. If you just think from quantum physics, everything is energy consciousness, and we impact, we have our own energy consciousness, and so we, we impact it through our thoughts and feelings and intentions. We interact. You know, just like how we feel each other. You yeah. feel someone looking at you, that's energy. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. it's, just, you know it's the same, same thing with crystals. You can interact with it through your thoughts and feelings and intentions. Yeah. You also had mentioned that you really love the name of this podcast. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you brought it in to your work and why you thought the name was impactful. And I would love for you to explain that. Well, I do what I do as a healer and teacher for fun. I mean, like I absolutely love teaching at the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. We dance, okay? We we have to you have to charge your energy field. So we put on, you know, Latin music, we put on, you know, oldies, we put the on enrollment disco. is about to <laughs> skyrocket at school. We dance and we dance like nobody's watching. It's not yeah. about performance. It's about spin around, you know, use your hips, you know, yeah. ground down with the drums. You know, we do drum circles. We do dancing. We have pleasure and fun to charge our field and to prepare for a healing session. Um, and it is also incredibly fun to express who you are, to be I know, that hilarious. makes me feel nervous. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. So the nervousness 
means you're getting closer to your core because we're really shy. We're shy. Are you shy? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The fact that I'm doing a podcast is like like insane. Oh, good. Okay. You're getting closer to your essence. (laughs) Well, I'm fine now, but I'm fine now. But I mean, I think I even talked to you like, do you have a podcast? But um, well, you were actually talking to you were getting ready to interview another person. I was listening to you when I met you here at Fairworth and the person was talking about a certain type of shoe that I had just bought. Oh, yeah. And then you were talking about ice bug. Yeah. And then you were talking about Yosemite. Uh-huh. And I had just come home from Yosemite uh-huh. and seeing all the waterfalls there. And like, everything you were talking about was like, like pulling me to here. Yeah, and I was like, well, maybe I should talk to her, you know, yeah. whatever. But I am super shy. Everybody is shy around their essence because it's it's vulnerable right. to really reveal yourself. But it is the most satisfying, joyful thing to reveal yourself mm-hmm. and you have to love that you have to accept that you have to own who you are your uniqueness your weirdness your strangeness yeah. you know and and you work you can work through the shame and the the shyness around it and then you're free then you're free so if you're feeling a little bit like nervous that means okay we're getting a little closer to your core and there is a a, a feeling of vulnerability around it because it really is you yeah, you know, and so, but the 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 freedom comes through us knowing that part of ourselves and loving it ourselves. Yeah, so I get to have fun and be fun, and I feel free. So I feel joy in that, and I just I felt complete joy talking to you the yeah, other day. I'm like, yeah. do you do this for fun? Oh my god, what a great <laughs> thing to do, you know? And and that's just me. Like I'm curious, I'm inquisitive. I'll talk to strangers, but you know, I used to be super shy. I used to hide that part of me. I would hide it like behind long hair mm-hmm. or big clothes or just be quiet, you know. And it over the many years of my own personal work on re- you know getting closer to my own core, that's disappeared. So really just be who you are. You know, if somebody doesn't like it, that's their problem. Right. <laughs> you right. Know I mean, right. I don't mean that in a bad way, but, but, but what's important is that you are who you are. Right. And that that brings that is fun. It's very fun. You are fun inside. Everybody has a place <laughs> in us that loves fun. We need to have fun. We need to have joy. I mean, that's the like the fecundity of life. Right. That's the, the cornucopia, you know, the abundant, overflowing fruit basket and pleasure of life. Yeah. To get down and get dirty and have fun and, right. and experience and just do it in a way that you're free. Right. Where, like, so what if you mess up? Right. Big deal. You had fun doing it. Right. No, there's no mistakes. We learn. Okay. So how do you help a person who, you know, might be fun in certain ways, but then can't quite get to that next level of fun? Like can't quite release that, like they have that urgency or that like, oh, I'd really like to go try that. That looks really fun. But like, and (laughs) you know, it takes that step back and instead it's like, no, not now, you know, maybe later. I would help them connect to their longing. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the dimension of intention. You have a you have something in your behind your sternum in your body mm-hmm. that's called your soul seat, and that's the part that's soul lo- seat. Soul seat. Ooh, that's just a cool word. <laughs> I like, okay. A cool noun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we all have one. And a soul that's, seat. That's where okay. we hold our longings, and uh, like uh, the most sacred longings that that were actually looking for our longings lead us through our lives so if there's something in you that really like there's something in me that really wants to like 
do the polar plunge, like jump into a frozen lake. Oh my gosh, and you can do that with me. Is, I will. This is a stupid I do it all the time. Oh my god, I want to do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll just go do it. Okay. Okay, cool. So okay, you just had to mention deal. that. Okay. All right. But that's a, that's a silly longing, but yeah, it's connected yeah. it's connected to my bigger longing, which it, when I say silly, I don't mean that silly, but it's, yeah. it's small. It's not yeah. like I long to, you know, heal the world. It's right. like I want to jump in frozen lake. Okay. Right. But there's something about that like that it just kind feels of feels alive uh-huh. and completely out of my comfort zone and mm-hmm. I want to do that. Yeah. There's something in me that yeah. wants to feel alive. And so it's that's the real longing. Like I want to really come into life and be fearless uh-huh. I want to just like that sounds fun like I know if I jump in I'll scream because yeah. I'll, I always scream and I'll be like ah! and yeah. then I'll feel like exhilarated yeah. and I'll jump out and maybe my heart will stop I mean god knows what yeah. but it's like and then you'll decide if you want to do it again or not right, but you'll but have done it right yeah but there's a longing to feel alive you know and so I have that and that's in my soul seat so if you're talking about this person who really wants to do something but they're nervous or they're like I could never do that or I don't remember exactly how you stated it but yeah. they're, they're not they're stopping themselves yes so I would say put your hand on your sternum on your soul okay. seat like we can all do that yeah right okay, I'm doing it right now mm-hmm. <laughs> and and connect to just using your intention what you long for and a longing is different than a desire a desire is more ego-based like your likes and dislikes mm-hmm. a longing is like the song inside of you that's calling you into life you know like it's it's a deeper thing it's what it's a compass that we follow actually you know like we have a longing that leads us through our life and if you follow that you will have fun you will have joy you will go through all kinds of things you never thought you would experience Mm -hmm. and go through it's not all wonderful but it, it is wonderful and so if somebody feels like they're holding back, that there's something they really long for, but there's something in them holding back, I would just come home to your longing, put your hand on your soul seat, which is your behind your sternum. And even as you and I are talking, we're transmitting the vibration of this to our listeners. And just acknowledge there's longings here. And that's, that's like a soul longing. And let it lead you. Let it lead you. And when you're ready, you'll move. You will move into that thing that you are wanting but afraid of, and it will be exhilarating. Just like me jumping in the lake and screaming, you know, it'll be exhilarating in in its own way because you did it. It doesn't matter if you succeed or fail, you know, if you have those constructs that you can succeed or fail. There's no failure. There's actually no success either. You just experience but your longing that's how I would work with someone is to help them continue to connect with what they long for because at some point you can't resist it anymore right you have to do it right right (laughs) exactly and 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 then there's no push like it's not me externally pushing you because if somebody's pushing you from the outside you resist right we resist pushers yeah if we're pushing ourselves we resist ourselves if somebody outside is pushing us yeah so that's not how you work energetically you connect to the longing within yourself or within the other person and let that lead you. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would. Oh my gosh, so beautiful! All right, the counter to that uh. is what about that feeling of the shoulds, the things that I mean? I guess you just kind of noted that if we're pressuring ourselves to do things, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel good. But how do we stop that? Like, what's what's you know what's a method of stopping that? You witness it. So the shoulding, shoulding yourself, the shoulds are our super ego. Super ego is not a regular ego. It's like a super ego yeah. with a cape, like Superman. That's your internalized. It's like really powerful too. Super powerful. Yeah. 
And it's our internalized parental voices. And it doesn't mean our parents' actual voice, but how we interpreted it as a child. And that it, the, the parental voices wanted to keep us safe, you know, and help us do the right thing so that we can have a good life. But they're very limiting. And so we've internalized them now to keep, our, keep us safe or keep us from having an experience mm-hmm. that was scary. Keep us small. Keep us small, yeah. So you, you have to distance yourself from that, those shoulds or from that super ego voice. And the first step is noticing that it's a, it's a thing. It's not you. Because, you know, we tend to, that voice that says, God, I really should call her back or I really should you know spend this time working instead of going on vacation or whatever the should is we don't even recognize that that's a thing we can separate from we are so identified with it that we think it's us mm-hmm. so the first the first degree of separation comes with witnessing and noticing that that's actually a voice in you that isn't you <laughs> so just noticing when you say the word should mm-hmm. start getting curious what oh, I just said I should be again. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just by witnessing without judgment, you don't want to berate yourself like, oh my God, I have this thing now. And now I have to watch it and make it go away and judge yourself for having it. That's not healing. But witnessing with non-judgment, just with curiosity, like being like, a, you know how a mirror just shows you what's there. It doesn't mm-hmm. say you're ugly or pretty. It's, mm-hmm. your, it's your own voice in yourself that tells you that. Yeah. It's the same thing with our witness. It just sees what's there. It doesn't have judgment. Mm-hmm. And you just start to notice all the times you should yourself mm-hmm. and just notice it. And that creates a little bit of separation between you and that voice. And then you can start to separate more and be like, I think I'm going to put you, I'm going to ask you, what, what's your purpose? Hmm. Why, why are you... Why are you telling me I should be blah, 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 you know, and get curious about it. You'll find why, you know, like I, maybe you'll find like, oh, I should be working all the time and not take a vacation. Oh, it's because I'm afraid that I won't have enough money. I'm mm-hmm. afraid that I'll, I won't be successful if I take time off, that successful people don't take time off. You know, like you'll find the thing in you that's limiting you and the should is reinforcing and holding in place. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Yeah, make so it starts sense. with witnessing and then and then getting curious about well, what what is it trying to do? How is it trying to keep me safe? And then challenging or I don't know, if challenge is quite the right word. Questioning, is that the best way? Could there be another way? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And healing involves personal change. So I, that's kind of where we're where we're going. So you have to take action. You have to, you, you know, yeah. have to isn't quite the right or word, but yes. You should. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should heal. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I mean, see how close it is? It's yeah, oh my gosh, us. totally. It's in me too. It's, it's right there in me. Yeah. It's right there in you. So there's no shame in that. We all have it. This is a great way for everyone to see I have it too. But it's, healing involves personal change and that happens organically and naturally as we have the intention to be curious about the limiting parts of ourselves and to try a new way even when we're afraid and that's that's what liberates your essence from inside of you and it's nice to have a healer or someone like me work with you to help to have an ally yeah you know while you get used to that for a while and then and then you you're empowered and you're free to do it on your own right yeah okay so with that how would people get in touch with you um, if they're curious about just maybe talking to you to see if this might be something right for them or to book, maybe book a session or, I mean, what would be the best way? 
So you would go to my, you could email me mm-hmm. um, or go to my website. My website is caprinabrown.com and caprina is spelled C-A-P-R-I-N-A, brown, like the color brown, dot com. That has all of my contact information and some information about the work I do. Or you can email me, caprinabrown21 at gmail.com. Um, and I offer free 15, 20-minute um, introductory conversations where you would tell me what you're looking for, like what's going on with you and why you would want to work with a healer. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would be with you in that and feel into that and let you know how I would approach it, how I would work with you. And you can see if that feels like a good fit for you. And there's no charge for that. Mm-hmm. So you can email me and we would set up a time for that conversation or you can email me and we can just schedule a time okay yeah and if you're interested in the barbara brennan school of healing and coming to st paul this fall it starts in october okay um the the registration deadline is september 1st but okay you know well, talk to, talk to me if you yeah, want a little yeah. a little wiggle room with that <laughs> we have the dean here <laughs> we have the dean here that's right we can we can talk um you would contact me you can still email me caprina brown 21 at gmail.com and caprina is with a c um or you can go to the Barbara Brennan School of Healing website, which is just barbarabrennan.com. B-A-R-B-A-R-A-B-R-E-N-N-A-N.com. And uh, all the information is there for the school, too. Um, but I love having conversations. Okay. So nobody would be bothering me if they just said, hey, I want to talk to you about the school. Can we have a conversation? Yeah. Or, hey, I heard you on the podcast with Jody. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about healing work and if that would work for me and what that's about. Just just email me and set up a time and we can have that conversation. It would be an absolute pleasure. Oh, yeah. you're so kind. <laughs> I love this. And I love that we can bring this hopefully to like a whole new crew of people that haven't necessarily heard these words before or even heard about healing to understand crystals like I never did, uh, to just understand this healing power of nature in a little bit more depth. And I love that you're able to describe and you're so eloquent to be able to talk about the, you know, the energy fields. And I don't know, I've, I've learned so much. Thank you so much. Um, Is there anything else you think we should chat about before we sign off? That feels, no, I feel like you, you're, it's been a pleasure, Jody. Okay. very stimulating questions. It's been a pleasure. Well, I love that I was just called stimulating. Um, <laughs> so, listeners, Caprina heals for fun. Uh, get in touch. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to her. You can also reach out to me through the podcast, and I will get you in touch. Thank you. We Do This For Fun is brought to you by Boreal, a catalyst for wellness transformation inspired by the beauty of the North. Boreal helps people find and align with nature to power individual health and wellness. Wellness coaching, plant-based and outdoor cooking classes, camping wellness retreats, and more. Learn more at Boreal.com. That's B-O-R-E-A-L-L-E.com. It would mean so much to us if you would follow and subscribe to the We Do This For Fun show page on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy. Just hit the plus sign or click on follow. I know many of you read reviews for outdoor gear to help make purchases for your outdoor adventures. The more reviews, the more likely you are to purchase or take a brand seriously. It's like that with podcasts, too. 
We'd love for you to give us a five-star review. And after you've done that, just share a quick comment about what you like about We Do This For Fun. Please share our episodes. Help us make an impact because everyone deserves to have fun out there.